This is Roger Thomas. You're listening to UND Football 360. Fighting Hawks rump, foe, to a convincing homecoming victory. This week, we've heard an old foe from Fargo is coming into the Alaris Center. It's a Hall of Fame Hawks-Bison matchup, and this is UND Football 360. This is UND Football 360, Shannon Schweiger with former fighting Sioux All-American Kelly Howe and 2001 national champ Matt Nelson. We are getting you ready for a 1 p.m. kickoff. North Dakota State in town. Three hours of pure hate North Dakota style. And Kelly, you've played in these. We've been accused of being middle-aged men living in the 90s. What a great week to be living in the 90s. Yeah, it's fun. We're having fun with it. And I'm not going to stop having fun with it because the game's fun. (laughs) It's a good week. So I know... I know the Fargo media is above that. We all know that they're above a lot of things, you know. And so they got, you know, one guy, Mike, he's probably concerned what's going on in the Middle East right now. You know, he's got a lot of control over that. Can spin a narrative for people. But, um, yeah, it's it's a good week. It's a fun week, and we're going to get into it here, Nellie. We're going to talk about, you know, what needs to be done, X's and O's. But as we get into this, Matt, it's not so much about X's and O's this week as it is about passion, belief, and desire just desire to do you want to win the game. The game plan's going to be there. We're going to execute it to win it. And getting mad enough to know that if we lose this game, that's, you know, you, you just have to have the mindset that uh, you have to come in a little ticked off. And right. I'm not going to lose to these guys. And, right. and you have to have that mindset of, no holds well, barred and coming into this week. And every, I mean, when it ended, when we were playing, when it ended the week before, whoever you're playing, that Sunday, the mentality changed. And that was it. I mean, it was it was kind of, I would call it desperation. Like in your mind, like we cannot lose. Okay, I can't lose. I see these guys all the time. I was friends with them down in Fargo, a lot right, of them. Right. I see them all the time in the off season. We cannot lose. So you're just, every day is just looking at tape, watching, talking to the coach. I mean, you got to win. You know? right. The like, coaches are on edge. The players are on I edge. Know. Everything is on point. You're, you know, you're, you're beating up on the scout team all week. <laughs> you just, I mean, it, you got to get it dialed in. There can't be something that's wrong. To. You have you know? to. It's rivalry week. And, or as the boys on Bisonville know it, Saturday, And uh, we brought out a legend in this rivalry, Roger Thomas, Uh, Coach Thomas, uh, head coach. uh, When the streak ended in 1993, we'll uh, probably bring that up a little bit. I ran into Roger at uh, the homecoming football game. He's doing great. He looks great. It's good to see him. We brought him out to bring us in uh, to this big matchup. We got a great show coming up for you. We're going to rewind UND's 49-10 win over Western Illinois. We're going to look around the Missouri Valley Football Conference. We got Adam Stratton, the captain of the 2003 National Runner-Up, coming up later in this segment. Then in segment two, we're going to preview this big rivalry matchup. Before we do that, we're going to thank our sponsors, Rumors Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino. They're opening at 10 a.m. Saturday. So if you do not have tickets to the big game, get out to Rumors. And on top of that, what's funny, I was uh, I was in Rumors Saturday night, um, 
had a good shift there after the game. It was fun. We lost a lot. I don't know. I might have won three or four out of about 30 blackjack hands, I think. Lost a lot of money. It wasn't good. <laughs> and it wasn't good. If you guys and I was aware, doing it right, too. Kelly is the gambler. I'm not so much <laughs> yeah, the gambler was not here. So. <laughs> but anyway, um, a ru- rumor told me if, if UND wins, it may take the uh, – Police department to come in and shut down the place. It might go Saturday all night. night, so it might, it might be going. And, all and, night. The goal, and the goalposts from the Alara Center might show up at Rumors. <laughs> right. Um, other sponsors of this show have been with us a long time: Development Homes Incorporated, Thunder Lake Lodge, Rumor, uh, Reamer, Minnesota, Kelly Howe Agency, Nodak Mutual Insurance, and Interstate Industrial. Uh, they do Bakken oil field services. We're great to have our sponsors with us. Uh, Guys, let's rewind that dismantling of Western Illinois. And we talked about it in the opener. Big day for the Rompo twins. Yeah, that was kind of exciting, Matt. It was fun. Yeah. I'm like, gosh, you know, that's (laughs) kind of interesting. You know, it's, uh, you know, we played SDSU a couple weeks ago. They had the Janky uh, or the Yankee twins or uh, boys on their team. And we got the Rompo boys on ours yeah. so it's uh it's gonna be fun watching them in the next couple of years you know what was interesting when he came in there when when romfo came in at quarterback he's the same size as tommy i didn't notice it i just looked at quarterback i saw a probably five eleven six footer standing mm-hmm. there and i didn't think anything of it all of a sudden he catches and runs and i do a double take i'm a tommy's running no nope, <laughs> it was Rompo, Rompo, yeah. but yeah see how quick he is yeah it very vision feet. quickness he, yeah you know and i'm like well is he and i had to look at the at the roster, I'm like, oh yeah, he is quarterback, and but boy, he runs like a running back too. Yeah, good. I mean, yeah, he, he was, has good vision down the field. You know, from his from from the first time he set foot on campus, he was, um, as a coach has described him, a very nice surprise. Um, his, his talent level, he of course played for Langdon area. Um, they're from Calvin, North Dakota. Go mm-hmm. Calvin! And um, he was a nice surprise, he, he, you know, pushing for playing time. They got him into the mix. It was just great to see. And then, of course, Grant coming in, uh, scoring right. the uh, touchdown late. Um, one thing I liked about the late touchdown, you know, you can always tell the grinders on the team when the rest of the team gets excited for their success, right. which is what happened when Grant scored the touchdown. Yeah, that's you can tell. Yeah, yeah the guys that are out there just working hard every week, but they're good in the locker room. You know, they're fun. Off the field, they're fun. All of a sudden, they get in at the end, and they get a seven-yard touchdown run, and people are jumping up and down, you know. It's a respect. You can tell they're respected. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. it's good that, you know, you want – being a good teammate, you want other guys on your team to have success. And that's right. that's what makes this team special this year. So, fellas, I'm going to throw this out. Um, you know, you guys watch football differently than most of us fans do. What do you take – from the very little resistance that the Leathernecks gave the Hawks this week. They, they aren't, you know, they're a program that has been in decline. We knew that going no. in. This is what we expected. What can the Hawks pull from that, um, you know, really dismantling of Western Illinois? Well, uh, they had looked better this year. They were winning at halftime a couple times. They look good against Southern Utah, who's a decent team, you know, a mid-level, let's say, call it a number 50 in the country type team. Mm-hmm. Okay. They went out there. They played them hard, and I watched a lot of that. They look good, efficient. I don't know. They came – they just didn't look the same. I don't know if they were down or the trip to Grand Forks got them. And UND's always better in the Alaris. Yeah. It com- it combined it all together, and Western Illinois did not play anywhere nearly – near as good as they should have 
on tape from what I had seen. I don't know if you have a idea or was it just UND looked a lot better? I don't know. They they looked you know. a little bit. Uh, well, my tickets are right behind the visiting bench, and they just looked a little, you know, a little laxed at times. Dead. Just yeah, a little dead, a little flat. Uh, so I don't think we got their best punch on Saturday, uh, which you know I would. You know, we want a good opponent, right? You know, I, I would have hoped that they would have came in guns a to give us a, a good challenge right away. Uh, I think it's what we need. Uh, but, yeah, they just kind of came out flat, and, and I think that caused us to be a little flat, too, in the first in the well, first quarter. What I do like, though, I mean, if they, they weren't as good in that game, I think, as they had been, but we beat them 49-10. So that's a good sign, okay? You say you you know you said hey they didn't get our best punch right away and stuff. It was a little sloppy at times, and it was, but we still won forty nine to ten, and it was a dominant right. effort. So that's good. Take There's the good a positive, with that, right? Yep. right. Yep. And we're being really nitpicky, right? Right. Now, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, we're kind of sifting through. I the expected weeds on a this. little more from them, but yeah, they just their offensive line we we knew coming in wasn't very good. Right. And they weren't very good. And Their arms and legs are good, though. That number yeah. one is fast. Oh, that little guy. guy. That little oh. guy is is he he is the lightest Division One football player <laughs> on the roster at 144 pounds. Um, oh. And he's got a little fight in him. He got up after oh, yeah. a tackle one time, and he's pushing and whatever. And I'm going, you know, son, maybe you <laughs> ought to rethink that. Um, yeah. But. Um, he is shifty. And then uh, I, I forget the name of their big receiver. Um, that guy could put up some stats on a better team as well. Six sacks right. um, for North Dakota, five or six, depending on who you believe. Um, I, I thought I, it was six. I thought it was six, but I think the one. The Sac City sign in the student <laughs> section said, said six. six. So I go by Sac City. Sac That's City. the official count. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. They know what they're doing right. over they there. They do, yes. And yeah. I like that they still do it too. That's cool. It's his original sign, I believe. That it? is yeah. looks uh, like started, the same one. It started in 01. Yeah, yep. that's right. So and and that <laughs> tradition. We got to go with the Sac City sign. So not a lot of uh, time um, for plays to develop. Um, wow. And their rushing woes, of course, continue to. Um, was it 42? The 40 other yards, 27 carries. Yeah, 20, it, another it one and a half. One yard per they carry are, game. You know, they one, they are one-dimensional. They cannot run. Yeah, that's um, How about touchdown Teddy Mullen again? Oh, wow. Jesus, he that? having a senior season. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, early on in the season, we, we challenged our backers, right? We, we need to see more. And we're getting it. So we're on the right track. That's what we need. That's what we need. This week, big plays. Big plays are the difference. There you go. That was right. a big play. Yep. Momentum. Got the crowd back into yep. it. First play. Um, from scrimmage of the second half. And it was reminiscent of our South Dakota State game last year when we were picked um, at our uh, goal yeah. line because there was a missed block. Ted read it, and bang. And probably even more, in, and Kelly, you touched on it in either a tweet or in your blog where you said, how about Ted outrunning uh, the receivers? Well, yeah. Showed some speed. That number one, I yeah. believe, and then uh, 15 or 17 uh, tight end. I think, if I recall correctly, we recruited him. I can't remember his name, but back in the day. But um, he, they were chasing him, and it was a 33-yard return. So, technically, they had about 20, 25 to catch him. Because mm -hmm. once they both all started running, <laughs> and right. Teddy was pulling away from yeah. him. I'm like, I know that number one's quick, but obviously he doesn't have the high-end speed. But I was – and here's a funny story. We're going up at halftime. Um, I'm coming off the field, going up halftime in the elevator. I'm going to go up to the third level, and – couple Western Illinois guys get in there, and I'm like, hey, you know, I was trying to find something nice to say. I wasn't very, you know, they weren't playing very good. But I'm like, that number one's good. 
I'm looking at him like, I like that kid. <laughs> He's quick. Mm-hmm. We can't get him down. Nope. Jitterbug jumping all he over. Was. They're just laughing. They're like, yeah, we try to get him the ball. We do what we can, yep. you know. And yeah, that kid. I I mean, five five. He, he thinks pounds. he's 6'5 out there. He does. And that's good. He plays yeah, with a big like heart. It. And, and the yep. other thing is, you know, we're not being condescending. He is a weapon. When they get him out in yep. space, um, he's hard to bring down. And he's he's a lot of their inspiration on the sideline, oh, too. Yeah. Like, cause, yeah, he's getting the guys going, getting them fired up. Hey, we got this. And so that's the kind of player that you want on your team. And hats yeah. off to Western Illinois that, that uh, they have a gem there with him. You know, offensively, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Hawks. Um, you know, we, we were going to be watching, and we did watch, um, Tommy Schuster uh, quite closely. Um, your feedback, your thoughts on Tommy's performance last week. I'll take this one, Matt, right away. I'll defer to you after. Uh, good. Obviously great pr- completion percentage. He's always good at that. Deep ball, still an issue. In my opinion, it's just, and you guys saw it too, um, had DeMontanac down the middle early, post route, good pass. Defender made a good play. Defender reached up, batted it away, probably could have been a little further, whatever, split hairs on that one. But he's having trouble connecting deep when they do take their shots. And there was one, uh, another one to Nate in front of our bench, third, late third, maybe fourth quarter, let's call it, um, and it was severely underthrown. Oh, it was 10 yards underthrown. I mean, Nate had to kind of stop, turn around, defender. I don't know if it fell to the turf or the defender hit it. But there seems to be a disconnect deep right now. Anything 15 and, sh- and under, you know, he's doing pretty well. But they we're just not hitting that deep ball. And, and this this week, we'll get into it. That's probably not the week to worry about it anyway this week coming up. But yeah. I don't know, Matt. What did you know? I saw a great, good performance. He's throwing at 70, yeah. 80% every week. So I'm not going to sit here and say he's playing bad, but I don't know. I'll, I'll defer to you now. Um, no, I, I agree with everything that you said. Um, deep ball is still an issue. It was one of the priorities that, that I know that we had before coming into this season that you know, we oh. need that deep threat. Um, you know, I don't know if it's just a timing issue or if it's just if, you know, he got shaken up the, in those couple games where uh, we kind of had a jailbreak on him. He was put to the ground a little bit. So I don't know yep. if it's just a little bit of psychology going on where, you know, he's trying to release early um, or yeah. if if could it's a, could be a timing issue <clears throat> where, you know, we just our old line needs to give him a couple more, you know, another second just to have him feel comfortable to be able to get lined up and, and make those deep balls. But, you know, I think it's an issue that, that we'll be able to solve, you know, eventually uh, by the end of, you know, over time, by the end of the season, for sure. 14 fighting Hawks caught passes in that game. That's got to be some kind of record. I would think, I don't know if they, if they keep track of that. Our leading receiver was Jack, right? Great to see Jack back in that three receptions for 51 yards. It was great to see Max Gunderson with a catch, Hayden stay, uh, with a catch and the debut of Corey Ty. Right. Yeah. Ty got in there, uh, freshman. He's been electric. And they said they, they know what they have with him and they know he can play quarterback too. You know, he isn't playing quarterback, but he can. And they're going to save him. But it was good to get him in there because he won't get, you know, if anyone's wondering why are you wasted on Western Illinois? Well, he's only going to, he's not going to get in there against NDSU. Okay. I mean, if, unless right. it's like, a ton of injuries, right. you know. Right. So he's he's gonna get in in blowouts or games where 
we feel we're comfortable ahead, comfortably ahead, right, I guess. So, right, right, yeah, right. it was good to see him. And I want to see him four times. And, I, and, and uh, Braden Moore, I believe, defensive end, I want to see him more. I want to see him in games. I've been hearing great things, guys. I just want to get that on the radar for fans. Great. Got a Jack Tyken feel to him. Okay. Got a real explosive defensive end freshman out of Farmington, Minnesota, I believe. That's a name that keeps popping up. So I just want to throw that on the radar with freshmen that might get in there four times. We so. we have to discuss a couple dinged up uh, Hawks at one time. Um, we're hold, we were holding our breath because Bo Belquist and Red Wilson were both going to mm-hmm. the locker room at the same time. Red Wilson came back into the game. Bo did not. Um, what are we hearing going into this week? I'm hearing <coughs> Red probably better than Bo. I'm sure fans don't want to hear that, yep. but I think Red's in better shape than Bo is. Looks like a shoulder with Bo, and can you play in this game with a shoulder? Yes, but if it's affecting catch radius, then I'm a little worried, because then no, you can't go. I mean, you you can, but if you can't go up and get back shoulder fades or something, then, then we have issues. Kelly, you know? did that start down in Brookings? I don't know. Is that is that? Yeah, he, think got, he, got he got dinged, dinged down there. He got dinged in Brookings. Carrying, okay. Yeah, he got dinged in Brookings. I'm I'm not sure. And again, you know, these things, uh, privacy rules, laws, right. et cetera. No, he can't say anything. Um, so you know, obviously, we don't know uh, the nature of it. Um, but he did come back on the field um, in a press conference. I think Bubba said it was caution and precautionary right. if he would have had to come out. But anyway, going into it, uh, Kelly's reporting mm-hmm. that you know, Bo may be more uh, dinged up. Uh, than red. I got a question. You know, we don't usually, we play indoor football. The weather doesn't affect us. The wind doesn't affect us. We had a lot of slipping and sliding out on the turf <laughs> the other day. Kelly, you were down on the field. Was there something with the turf the other day? Because I noticed it with the Western players as well. Did we, I, I mean, you know, they do such a great job at the Alara Center and, and, and please don't uh-huh. call me, but was there a concert? Was there, you know, was there something with field? Conditions? I didn't notice anything. It's just, it's, I think there's areas where there's too many of the pellets build up. No, I don't know. You know, I can't, I don't know, but Caden, I mean, it was Caden Dennis, right? Caden that slip coming slip. back for that pass down yep. the middle that yeah. Tommy threw. Yep. Slipped and fell down. That was the one I remember the most. And yeah, I mean, when you're walking around down there, there's areas where those pellets build up and they're taller or as the same height as the, as the blades. I don't know. Is that enough to just slip right out and not grab anything? Or is it, it should? I don't know why. Or is it the spots with no pelts, <coughs> so you, your yeah. cleat can't get traction? Can't get yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, it could be either. Could be both. I don't know. I don't when know. I was in there, it was just that hard razor burn well, turf yeah, that we had. So you didn't slip much on that. No, that didn't slip at all. <laughs> painted concrete. Your knees. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and I noticed yeah. the western players were struggling a little bit too, right. and there was some frustration with it. So first time we've seen that, um, and and you know. There is a way, and, and the Alaris does prep the field. They they uh, they repellet, and then they have the machine that goes out and evens it. Anyway, I I just it's the first time we had seen it, and it seemed to be uh, even on both teams. You know, my uh, uh, my son commented, and and he was wondering if we changed shoes or if there was something. And then when we saw Western uh, doing the same thing, it's uh, you know. Simply an observation. Normal football cleats are what they wear on these. That's what they right? wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah they don't they wear, wear anything special on yep. on these grass cleats. Grass right? cleats yep. is yep. what you wear. And yes, I don't know what, but that yeah. When I saw Caden Dennis slip in the end zone there, I was kind of yeah. uh, a lot of people were down there. I was on the sideline. They were kind of looking at each other, like, oh, geez, and then a kind of a quizzical look afterwards, like, why would he slip? You know, he normally <laughs> just don't slip these days, yeah, like that. But 
Yeah, I don't know. We'll watch for it again this weekend. We don't want to be <clears throat> don't want to be giving up touchdowns because our foot slipped out. That's right. Well, there you yeah. go. Well, we've we've covered it all in our <coughs> rewind. We covered mm-hmm. offense, defense, the fans, the field. I think that's mm-hmm. everything. That's the Kelly Howe Agency Nodak Mutual Insurance Rewind. Hawks come out victorious 49-10 over Western Illinois. And let's look around the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Uh, it was a great slate of games. Here's the biggest surprise, folks. Uh, and I'm going to put this out for Kelly and Matt. Youngstown State 31, Southern Illinois held to three mm. points. 31-3, Youngstown. That was a little bit of a shocker. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be, you know, at least a two-score game. I mean, but to have it that yeah. much of a blowout. It was in Youngstown. They play well. Right. But, yeah, they but play I mean, well, Southern but Illinois. 31 they, to 3. I mean, three, yeah. but this this was a bit predictable. I remember I was standing in the game again. We were talking about it. And I think Youngstown was four and a half point dogs. And I remember saying to someone, I go, that line looks really good. You guys, I go, Take that. they're going to they're gonna be ready to roll with this one. They can't afford another loss. I go, it's going to be a tight game. You know, take that four and a half is looking pretty good. He goes, wow. Southern Illinois, they do this every year. They build it up, build it up, they'll beat an FBS, and then they'll slowly start to drop ones they shouldn't. And that that doesn't mean they're not going to carry out a playoff-worthy season. But I'm saying this isn't a huge surprise. The The surprise is the three points. <laughs> right. That's only to mean. score uh, three. Only scored three. I, I believe they would lo- They could lose. Correct. But, geez, three points I'm looking at. Let me check that box score here, you guys. I mean, it was – oh, wait, I didn't even look at this. They had 100 yards. They got shut down. 100 yards of offense. Yep. All game, you guys, 100 yeah. yards? What? They were shut down. Six rushing yards, 23 attempts. Oh, geez. Yeah, I had just seen 31 to 3. I didn't really look into it. Yeah, that's – I mean, how do you go from the high-flying – and there <clears> – <throat> now, having said that, there were some signs. Who was it they beat up? Who did they throw that last touchdown? That's Simo? Yeah, that's how they beat Simo. Yeah, they, last they, touchdown, they, they back, fourth Seymour down, back of the end time. zone. Yeah, I was watching that. They only had 20. That was to score like 26. So there were some chinks in the – I mean, they it, it seemed like Nick Baker. They made him sound like he was the next Johnny Menzel. But right. they weren't scoring a ton of points in reality. Their defense was playing very well is what was happening. You and know, so Nick putting Baker, their offense in good position to be able to just get points. Yeah, and Nick, they, were, they were playing team football, and that's good. But, yeah. yeah. Nick Oof. Baker isn't exactly your prototypical – quarterback so um he's reminiscent of who was our who was our man at kentucky um several years ago that uh lorenzen lorenzen he's reminiscent of the of what lorenzen. they call him uh, the what lefty god yeah that nickname yeah because yeah. he was heavy he was heavy yeah. <laughs> um here's another but. surprise not in who won but in the score northern iowa 27 indiana state 20 panthers yeah, you know maybe they're just setting us up because we we, right. go, we go down to Cedar Falls next week, but the Panthers with a seven point victory. South Dakota State handles the Redbirds forty to twenty one. Uh, Redbirds actually hung in tight uh, for quite a while. The uh, no hangover for the Coyotes thirty eight to seven over Murray State, and finally North Dakota State goes into Springfield thirty eight ten winners over the Bears. So let's take a look at what's coming up this week. I think undoubtedly the North Dakota State-North Dakota matchup, the biggest one on the slate uh, in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Here's a huge game as well. In Vermilion, Youngstown State takes on South Dakota. Southern Illinois to Murray State. 
Indiana State, Illinois State, Northern Iowa, South Dakota State. Mm. The, the Panthers have a tough road, and Missouri State and Western Illinois are going to battle it out in Macomb. Um, we definitely have the premier game, but I think a close second, Youngstown, South Dakota. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Youngstown, like I said, they need this. They can't, they can't afford another loss because just because how tough their schedule is. If they're going to play a middle-of-the-pack team, they got to win them. And they did it last week, and they got to go in again and do it this week. Um, Northern Iowa at South Dakota State, that's interesting because if I recall correctly, I didn't know reading on that. I think Northern Iowa plays well in Brookings. I just think they historically go down there and play well in Brookings for some reason. I don't know why. But they do. It's like uh, certain teams just play good in certain right, places. Yeah. And players change, but players, uh, the yeah. games don't change, right. you know, type of thing. So that'll be an interesting one to watch for. Um, yeah, other than that, Indiana State, nothing nothing real big. But, yeah, that Youngstown, South Dakota, that, that's a big one. A lot of playoff implications. <clears throat> and it's in the one. Dakota It's in the Dakota Dome. Um, yeah, the, the winner is going to have the inside uh, track right there to the playoffs. The loser's got to make some things happen. Um, so, and, and the other thing is we're going to find out, you know, we saw a very, very strong coyote team in Fargo. Um, this is probably their next big test is Youngstown State because they're going to play a physical team. Can they be as physical as they were against North Dakota State? See, I'm, I'm right. still questioning them a little bit, Matt. Right. I, you don't change. They didn't change much on their roster. Their roster was three and eight last year. Now they're four and one. I'm gonna wait. I'm holding off on South Dakota. I think they're obviously better, and they, you know, they beat NDSU, but they uh, they also went in and beat NDSU in 2015 when they when they had an unbelievable and team. And then they fizzled out big time. Yeah, yeah. well, just NDSU looked disinterested in that game la the other weekend against South Dakota. They looked disinterested in 2015. I remember I watched. I was like, this is not the same team. I mean, they look terrible. Let's just wait and see. Let's see if yeah. they can keep keep doing it. I just don't. They didn't make a whole lot of changes to their roster. It's the same guys that they had. So I'm, I want to see. I mean, they suddenly turn it into an eight and three unit. I mean, and obviously Bob Nielsen should be coach of the year if he can flip that thing around that quick. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off a little bit. Three teams remain undefeated in conference play: South Dakota State, South Dakota, Northern Iowa. Obviously, that's going to change. Um, well, no, check that. It's not going to change. We don't have a head-to-head -head matchup. Um, and Northern Iowa sitting 3-2 and two on the year. Uh, so, again, their South Dakota State matchup, a win, uh, would certainly uh, put them back uh, on the right track playoff-wise. They got the Fighting Hawks next week in Cedar Rapids. Our guest this week on the Development Homes 360 guest is Adam Stratton, a member of the 2003 National Runner-Up, Adam Welcome to UND Football 360. Huge weekend ahead for you guys from the 2003 team as you go into the UND Athletics Hall of Fame. Thanks for having me, Shannon. Appreciate it. Adam, it's Nelly. How you doing, man? The Fisher Flash is on with us this week. Uh, how you doing? What are you, what are you up to these days? Well, um, you know, uh, First of all, yeah, th thanks for having me on. It's, it's an honor to be on the show, and especially with a big week coming up against uh, Egg Tech, and, uh, you know, hopefully we're going to pack the Alara Center and get the crowd going. But um, personally, uh, yeah, it seems like just yesterday, right? Um, 20 years ago since my senior year, uh, the last time we beat uh, NDSU, and, um, 
Uh, since then, just kind of uh, living life, bounced around the country for about seven years and made my way back home, put down some roots uh, back where I'm from in Fisher, Minnesota. Um, I have a beautiful wife and little girl who's two years old and uh, uh, yeah, just been uh, really uh, enjoying, you know, raising a family back up in the Midwest and, and being around, uh, being able to get to the football games and, um, you know, Hopefully we turn a corner here this weekend. Adam, coming out, you mentioned this week, uh, apparently around town, it's not a rivalry, but I think, you know, I beg to differ a little bit, but uh, what do you see out of this team this fa- so far this year? Uh, what do we have to do this week to, to get a win column? Well, let me, let me address your first question. Anybody who says it isn't a rivalry rivalry is kidding themselves. Right. I mean, uh, it's absolutely absurd to think this isn't a rivalry game uh, or that we're not still in a rivalry with North Dakota State. Um, you know, it's been ongoing for 100 plus years. And, uh, you know, you have some delusional fans in Fargo that uh, I, I think that are, are just, you know, they just want to deny it. They don't want to admit that we're up here, right? So it's time to prove them wrong. I mean, the things I think we got to do this weekend is obviously, you know, get the crowd out, uh, get the Alaire Center packed, get that atmosphere going like we, you know, we've done in the past. And I know, uh, you know, Nelly back when we played, we get that place hopping. I mean, it made it made it a struggle for offenses, right? Uh, a lot of uh, delay of game 100%. penalties, offside penalties. And, um, you know, I, I think first and foremost, that's number one, get the support out there. Uh, you know, and, and second, I think is, um, you know, watching the team this year, uh, you know, we, we need to make some big plays, um, you know, and, and, and we got to on defense, we, we got to not give up big plays. Uh, there's guys on the team. We got playmakers on both sides of the ball. Um, guys got to make some plays. And I think that's what it comes down to. I've watched a few games this year, obviously, where it's, you know, picks going through hands, you know, we're hanging in games and then uh, we're, we're just not finishing. I think the guys got to have a belief in that locker room. They need to get the leaders to speak up in that locker room that they can do it and they got to believe in it, you know, and, and that's the first step. And if you can get everybody on the same page with that, you got a chance and that's all you need. Yeah. Adam, this is Kelly. Um, you know, to go back to what you said, a lot of that is exactly what I was thinking. You know, when we were sitting here, when, when you get into that game, you kind of remember how it goes. It's just a little bit different once the ball kicks off in that game, it seems like every snap needs a little bit more detail. You know, this isn't morning side. Okay. You know, where you can just kind of just be out there and somebody's going to make a play. It'll just kind of take care of itself. Every snap, especially, you know, a safety position, outside linebacker position, somewhere where you're going to directly affect a play needs to be paid attention to and on high alert at all times ready to, like you said, make that play because, you know, I've said it, I've said it this year and I'm going to get into it in our game preview, but if this game is played zero turnovers each way, uh, no big special teams plays each way we lose. Okay. I mean, we can't go toe to toe and nothing and not do anything. You know, this isn't Western Illinois. Okay. We can't do that. And then that's, I mean, is that kind of what you were thinking? You got to see something as this game goes on, some big play, a Caden Coppin and jumping something, bringing it back, you know, something like that to turn the tide just so we don't sit and try to go toe-to-toe the whole time? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I think you hit it right on the head, Kelly. I mean, it, it, 
you got to play some mistake-free football, but you got to make some plays. I mean, you, you need a couple guys to step up. You need a big turnover, a big stop, um, a quick hit on offense, you know, uh, to, to get things going, uh, get the crowd involved. And, um, you know, like I said, the, NDSU was an invincible. I mean, you know, they're beatable. We, you know, we, we, we just got to have that, you know, we got to have that fire in our belly. I mean, the guys got to have that passion. They got to, they got to bring it from the start um, and not back down. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, we, we beat the teams we should have beat this year, uh, the tougher teams that we've played, you know, I, I, I don't know that that fire was there to hang, you know, we had chances to hang in there and it didn't happen. Uh, you got to hang in there. You got to make a couple big plays and that's going to be the difference in this game. Couldn't agree more, Adam. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about, you mentioned it a little bit, but it comes from the seniors and the upperclassmen. We talked about yesterday about, you know, Kelly Howe and Brad Wagner and uh, I had Wes Atkinson and Ryan Govin, upperclassmen when we were freshmen. And, you know, they set the tone for us and what this game is all about. It takes the seniors and the juniors to set the tone for the underclassmen. And it comes from them. And, uh, you know, thanks to those guys and, and the tradition of this game, you know, in what this game means to not, apparently it's not a rivalry, but we beg to differ again. Um, but you couldn't be more correct in that it comes from those guys and we need to make the big play. And, you know, it's, it's good to hear somebody else say that just besides us, us guys on, on the radio, but, um, you know, <laughs> right. well, it is, I mean, right. Well, the older guys, Matt, it, it's it, another thing in this game, something's going to go wrong. Okay. Something's going to go wrong in the first half. Well, who do freshmen look around to wonder what the hell just happened? The older guys, they start Correct. looking around like Correct. what? Oh my God. Are we going to be able to recover? Right. Oh my God. Are we going to lose by 40? You know, yeah, something's going to go just, wrong. They're going to break one, and we're going to be, oh, crap. They're, they're a good you team. Know? They're going to score points. Yeah. And you need guys on the side. Hey, oh, we got this. Right. And we talked yesterday, our senior year, we went into the locker room down 20, 30 points and came back to win. But right. we were just like, okay, we got to calm, be calm, reset this, and then come back out and win this football game. And that's right. what it's going to take. And that's what I want to see from our team. And Yeah, hey. Adam, I was, he mentioned down 20, 30 points. I was just looking at the, you know, let's fast forward a little bit to your 2003 team. That's going into Hall of Fame this weekend. Um, I was looking at that St. Cloud game. Remember that, Adam? At home? I do. I First do. half, total disaster. I was there. I was there with my wife. We were sitting up there. Um, so, what is it? 28 nothing <laughs> right before half. And, okay, I think I believe. Right before half, no, I did not check the box score, but I looked at the score. If I recall, Dale kicked a field goal, right? Right before half, just to go 28-3, or right after half, one of the two. Uh, I think I right I, after half? I think it was right before half, right, so it was 28-3. Yeah. Three. Three. Okay, you're yeah. down 28 nothing. okay? So it's a disaster. <laughs> My wife's got to look at her like, oh, geez. Guy behind us flips out because Dale kicks a field goal. And I turned around, I'm like, we needed something. I go, we needed points. We needed anything. That's not going to win the game. I go, we needed anything. I go, but I go, I just turn around. I go, just sit tight. Just sit tight. Go, All right. Okay. And he just sits down. 29-28. You guys came back and won. Talk us through that second half, Nelly. You guys, I wasn't playing. You guys were playing. What happened? They didn't score in the second half. So what changed at halftime or what 
how'd that go down? Adam, you take it first. Well, <laughs> Kelly, I mean, thanks for bringing it up. And we had a couple, you know, probably two, three games like that during the 03 season. But, um, you know, if my memory serves me right, you know, we, we, we had a tendency to kind of come out flat during the regular season uh, for that first half. And, um, you know, uh, I, I, I remember at halftime, and there may have been a couple helmet throws, and there were some seniors in the locker room, and uh, there were a lot of expletives, and there was a lot of, you know, let's get it going, you know, and, and you know, I, I think, you know, being a senior that year, and Nelly can attest to this as well, you know, we, we, we came off a, a very mediocre 2002 season, a big letdown from a national championship year in 01. You know, we had been there before, you know, it was a huge letdown in 02, and in 03, we, we weren't going to have it. And, um, you know, everybody was on the same page, regardless of whether or not we were down in the game by 20 points or 30 points. Uh, there was always some point in that game that the senior leadership would take over and basically just say, this is enough. Like, we're going to grind it out and we're going to play this next half, you know, balls to the wall, and we're just going to see what happens. You know, if we win it, we win it. If we don't, we don't, but we're not going to fold. And that bend don't break mentality, you know, that's something that you just have to have because you don't know what's going to happen, right? And, um, you know, we, we came back, and I, I forget what the final score was, if it was like 35-28 or, uh, or what it was. 28 yeah, yeah, I think one we, by one. Yeah, yeah. I think, it was last I think Jeff goal kicked goal, a field goal. Like yeah, right, I think right. last hit like a fifty-some yard field goal. Yeah, on it. yeah. It was you crazy. Know, to, to be able to grind it back and put your team in a position to make a play to win the game and then to do it, you know, I, I mean, that is that's something special. That team was special, you know. Um, a lot of the seniors, you know, we were, you know. We, we weren't a bunch of all Americans. I mean, we, we had a lot of good underclassmen, but they did look to us for leadership. And, you know, you, you have to, you know, if, if you're going to be a deer in the headlights and, and, you know, underclassmen are going to look at that. Right. And, uh, but, you know, you can get them going and, you know, and, and we got them going at halftime in the locker room. We got everybody going and we got everybody on the same page and the same, same thing with that SDSU game down in Brookings on hobo days, down 20, what, 20 to nothing at, or 21, nothing at halftime. And then we, you know, we turned it around. We won 22 to 21, two point conversion with no time on the clock. I mean, we just all had a common belief that we could do it. We believed in it. And that's what this team's got to do. They got to believe in themselves. Adam, one of the highlights of 2003 was the overtime victory against North Dakota State, uh, the Digger Anderson play. Um, we talk about it a lot when this game comes up. Um, one, were you on the field during that play? And two, give us uh, a play-by-play, -play, a second-by-second -second on that uh, Digger Anderson stop. Well, um, unfortunately, I was not on the field on that play. I, I think I got hurt with about two minutes left. It was the first time I ever had to leave a game in my career uh, due to an injury. Um, and I was I was limping around on the sideline. Had a, I, I heard a hip on a, I think, a touchdown play where they – I think we were still up by touchdown uh, after uh, there was a score, and I, and I forget what they what what route they they, they just ran a quick route, um, 
I tackled the guy, flipped over, uh, landed on somebody's heel on my uh, right on my back hip pointer, and I just I, I I couldn't move. I mean, my whole right side was numb. I was you know once I got feeling, it was just I, I was I was hurt and I couldn't play, and it was the hardest thing that I ever had to do was to sit out the last two minutes of that game on the sideline. But let me tell you something, that place was rocking, and everybody knew what we had to do right in overtime. Um, we, unfortunately, we gave up a late touchdown so they could tie it to bring it in overtime. But I think it was fourth and one. Uh, they handed off. I don't know if it was inside trap to Rod Malone and, and Digger and, and Eric Halsison. I mean, they just, you know, they, you know, they, they, they had no recourse for, for their own bodily well-being. Just gave it up, gave it all for the brothers and everybody else in the field. I mean, bloodied, concussed didn't matter we were going to win that game and stopped them and that place just erupted and I couldn't have been more proud of those guys that were on the field at that time as a senior captain and seeing that and seeing that we you know we laid it to them and uh you know that being said you know that's why this is such a huge game I mean it makes or breaks your season and uh you know I we got a great shot this weekend um a, a win propels us I mean, it puts us on the map. It does a lot of things for us. And, you know, like I said, mistake-free, some big plays, we're going to do it. But, I mean, in 03, uh, when we did it, I, I mean, you can't explain the feeling. I mean, Matt can can say the same thing. Kelly in, in 99 uh, against the Bison at Memorial Stadium. You know, I'll never forget as a redshirt, Kelly picks one off, you know, at the goal line, takes it down the sidelines, and place was just going crazy, you know. And, uh, it, you know, we, we deserve something good to happen here and uh but it starts in the locker room with the guys so i'm lo really looking forward to this weekend but for 03 that that will forever be etched in my in my memory adam uh you mentioned senior captain you're also our keynote speaker at the hall of fame this week uh tell us a little bit about what's going to happen there and the induction for this weekend well on uh, thursday night uh UND Hall of Fame will be inducting the 2003 football team. Um, you know, we were uh, NCC champs and, and national runner-ups that year. Uh, so the whole team's being inducted and honored at that banquet on, on Thursday evening. It's a, it's a great event. It's a big event. It usually draws at least, you know, uh, a few hundred people. It's at the Alaris Center in the banquet room. Um, you know, I, I, I'm honored to be able to speak on behalf of the 03 football team and I'll have a few minutes to go up there and kind of talk a little bit about the season and just kind of how special it was. So uh, really looking forward to that on Thursday. We were joking around. Do you have a prepared speech or are you going to wing it or just go, <laughs> go for well, the gusto? You know I mean. Well, uh, let's see, guys. <laughs> um, thanks for having me. Um... <laughs> well, Nelly knows me pretty good. I, I, I kind of like to wing things. I'm a little bit of a gambler, so I uh, – you know, I like uh, it. Uh, I like it. Can't wait yeah, John, to hear it. John Bowenkamp and I will be up there, and I know John's going to write his speech, but I'm, I'm just going to go off of whatever he didn't say and take I mean, it from there. That, that's a difference between offense and defense. I was just so. say, <laughs> that is All right. that is an one scripted, one's pure chaos. <laughs> that is exactly right, Adam. Congratulations on the Hall of Fame induction, and as a Fighting Sioux Fighting Hawk fan. Uh, two of the greatest days of fandom for me, the 2001 National Championship, 2003 runner-up. Um, I, I just, 
couldn't have had a, a greater time. It's going to be a great weekend. Congratulations to you and your teammates on your induction. And thank you for joining us today on UND Football 360. Thank you, Shannon. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Nellie. It's been a, a pleasure being on, and I'm honored. That's Adam Stratton, captain of the 2003 National Runner-Up Team. They're going into the Hall of Fame this weekend. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, another member of that 2003 team sponsors our next segment. That's the Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview. Thunder Lake Lodge in Reamer, Minnesota, of course, is Craig Riondo. We're going to have the Hail Mary quiz, our 360 game preview. Kelly and Matt's picks which is sponsored by Rumor Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino. We've got a 1 o'clock kickoff Saturday, UND, NDSU, knocking heads for the 115th time. The existential threat is rising. We can help University of North Dakota beat rising, and we can secure our own border at the same time. But the real focus has to be rising. That's where the real threat is. This is Dale Lennon, and you're listening to UND Football 360. Welcome back. Segment two, UND Football 360. Shannon, Kelly, Matt, and the coach of the 2001 National Championship Fighting Sioux, 2003 National Runner-Up. Dale Lennon brings us back. Dale and his squad is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame Thursday night. It's Hall of Fame weekend, and Matt, Kelly, and I want to offer our congratulations. You were a member of that 2003 team. Yeah, it was a special, special year, and, and we weren't expected to do much that year because we had come off a poor, very subpar 2002 hangover year and from our 01 national championship, and, and uh, we were down a lot that year, um, but we came back to win some really tight ball games, and it was a lot of fun, and, and we had some success, and uh, we, didn't, we, didn't, uh, we didn't give up, you know, we... we put our nose to the grindstone all year and and I'm just thankful to be on that team and and uh we had a good senior class so this Thank is you. the uh you're very welcome this is the Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview big tilt rivalry week Bison Hawks Saturday 1 p.m kickoff and you know it was big enough to bring out the governor uh anybody shocked that the governor seems to be pulling for the Hawks this weekend being that he's a Bison <laughs> Brad but you heard yeah. it we got to secure. We got to secure our borders, and the bison are the existential threat. Yeah, the, the governor, Benny. Got yeah, the governor. He, uh, yeah, he. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's funny, but yeah, it's got to be ready to go. Let's go, Matt. Here, let's get. Let's it's pump time. it up around here. It's time. We said this two years ago we, when they were in Grand Forks. They got to be. 
they got to be sick of it up in Grand Forks hearing about this. And Take care of it yourself then. But that's End what it takes. It need, you need to get a little pissed off eventually about Jeez. losing. Yeah, and the coach, and coaching staff has said that for a long time. They've said, what do we got to do? What do we got to do? We got to beat them. And, and right. it goes even to recruiting when they say, you know, we lose out on a recruit and this and that. What do you got to do? You got to beat them. You got to go head to head. But, you know, before we get into that, we're going to do our part. Because we are a bunch of middle-aged guys living in the 90s. And about all we can do, our only effect on the game is I our preview. I love the 90s. And I love the 90s, too. That's why <laughs> I, I, and that's I, why I the music. a great time. Grunge rock. The music. <laughs> we're, we're stuck in the 90s on this show. There's no Metallica, doubt about it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make There's you guys great. and our listeners feel old with the Hail Mary quiz. Because guess where we're going? We're going back to 1998. Do you realize October 17th of this year, will be the 25th anniversary of the Jim Kleinsaucer touchdown in the Fargo Dome. That's, um, that's good juju. That's a huge memory. Yeah. And, um, Kelly, you were playing in that game. Yeah, yeah. And standing so you, on the sideline. standing on the sideline. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty good athlete, guys. I gave credit to uh, – yeah, he was just better than everyone else on the field is what it was. And I give credit to Randy Hedberg. Because he was the he was the UND offense coordinator that year. For anyone who didn't know, um, he moved him around quite a bit. He spread it out that year. That was that was okay. This is 1998. The stuff you're watching right now: four receivers, running back standing next to next to quarterback out of the gun. We were doing that in 1998 with Sean Greenwalt was that quarterback. Philip Moore next to him. They were just running inside zone stuff back then. It started way back then and. Jimmy, they, you know, they when they wanted to run the ball, they'd obviously have him in a tight end, but they flexed him out to the slot and ran. He caught the bubble screens you're seeing. He, the Jimmy caught those. So we're throwing <laughs> bubble screens at 6'3", 250, whatever he was. Yeah, 250, geez, that's when yeah. he came in. That was high school. But yeah. he, uh, <laughs> it, it was high school, too. It was like, but, um, yeah, they were throwing him those bubble screens. He'd take off around the end, shock the first guy, and it was just like, oh, boy. And, uh, yeah, that play, though, Shannon, yeah, it was – nobody was ready for it. You know, it was slants because that was the fake. They faked the bubble screen on that one, and he just faked this kind of a – he just ran a slant. But it was giving give, – the first three steps are the illusion that it's, he's blocking for a bubble because they swung the back wide. Well, he just ran a slant, and, geez, he caught it and turned it upfield, and oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the time, it was at the 14-31 mark in the fourth quarter. The game was tied at 25. Sean Greenwald hits Jimmy K at the UND 35-yard line, and the rest is history. Here comes the Hail Mary quiz, and what we know about the Hail Mary quiz is what, Matt? The questions are impossible. The prizes are ridiculous. The person who is off the furthest, either Matt or Kelly, has to spend lunch with Mike McFeely and listen to him drone <laughs> okay. on and on. I, I want to lose. About the Talk future. About Trump, no, if Trump you, and Israel? God, it, I'd like to hear about Matt, that. Matt, if, if, if you lose, Matt, you have to go to lunch with Mike. Well, I, and I you have to listen right to now. you have to listen to him talk about, in addition to Trump, about FBS NDSU. He's going right. to talk about that. <laughs> Here is the quiz. Matt, we're going to have you go first because Kelly was on the sideline. I'm I have honored. no idea what you were doing up in Duluth on October 17th, 1998. Maybe you remember. Uh, we don't. Um, but here is here is the question. I was probably hunting ducks. Or we've like we've <laughs> given you a lot of information about this play. Tell me, what was the line of scrimmage for the Fighting Sioux at the start of that play? What was the line of scrimmage? Ooh, 
Um, well, Kelly has an upper hand on this one. He does. That's why we're letting you go All right, first. So the line of scrimmage, what does that mean? Where did the play start? Oh. What was the line of scrimmage? We, we said Jimmy was hit at the 35-yard line. What was the line of scrimmage? Where did the, where did the play start? Um, I want to say like the R48. Other way. No, it's got to be back. It's got to be, be back. Gotta be back. Side. It was on the neg. It was on the negative side. It was on UND side of the field. Okay. Um, the other thirty-five then. Okay. Matt says thirty-five. Kelly, what was the line of scrimmage? There's caught two. it at the thirty-five. You caught it at the thirty-five. There's two answers acceptable. Twenty-seven. Okay. UND. Yeah, uh, UND twenty-seven. Matt, you have to go to lunch with Mister right. McFeely. <laughs> um, Jimmy caught the ball on the 35-yard line. The line of scrimmage was officially, because it was considered a 77-yard touchdown pass, it was officially the 23-yard line. But oh, when I, I look know. at the film, I'd also accept 22. It was about the 22-yard okay. line. So 22 or 23, but it was officially <coughs> listed as a 77-yard touchdown pass. The Fighting Sioux go on to win the game 39-25. Jimmy of course, drafted in the fifth round by the Vikings, second by the round. Sheriff. Second, second third round. round. Third round. Second. Second, second round. round. 54th second, overall. 54th. Yep, second. Okay. Oh, yeah. And uh, Dante Culpepper year. Yep. And Culpepper and Underwood went the at sheriff. the end of the first. Yep. To me, never, and I never. I don't think he lasted no, he left, 10 practices. He left and, camp. Yep. And the Sheriff had his guys and posed with his guys, and Jimmy was one of them. And 12-year storied career, uh, the legend uh, lives on. And uh, – Matt, I, I apologize. It's going to be a hell of a lunch for you. Well, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. You know, this, this is the Thunder Lake Lodge. <laughs> Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview. Of course, that's our friend uh, Craig Riando. Um, I don't know. It's busy time for Craig. I don't know if he's going to be in Grand Forks this week. Has anybody heard? Me? But the Thunder Lake Lodge is heating up for all fall activities. A great time. You guys hunt birds. Um, it's great bird time. 100%. Yeah, this is peak season. Uh, even if you're not a hunter, uh, it is peak season for leaf watching, too. So, I mean, you got northern Minnesota uh, blazing red with all the maple trees. Uh, Thunder Lake Lodge is a great area. Uh, you can't get any better than that. So, You know, fellas, when I look at this matchup, um, I look at their team stats, and I know we don't play football on paper, um, but it's pretty evenly matched um, statistically. When you okay. take a look at it, uh, one of the glaring differences, um, North Dakota State has been hurt by penalties and in particular personal fouls. Um, that has been a sticky point, And I know mm -hmm. Coach Entz has said going in, we have to be disciplined. We have to play cleaner. Um, let's start taking a look at this matchup. Kelly, um, agree or disagree with my assessment that on paper, these two teams come in pretty evenly matched. <coughs> agree somewhat. Um they still got the better roster. I mean, they do. They it's and once again, they're going to look better in their pads than we are. They got bigger guys than we do. It's just the way it is. But it's not as different. It's not as different as it has been in the past. I mean, it's not five years ago. No, Bison no. There's not the NFL surefire NFL guys on on the O line. Mm -hmm. You know that type of defensive line in particular, defensive ends. Um, but yeah, they. It's. I wouldn't say it's evenly matched at all. I mean, it's obviously we're the underdog, but I would say it's closer than it's been in quite quite a long time, probably since 2003. I mean, it's about as close as it gets. And 
it's not going to, you know, it's going to come down to just belief. I mean, we talked about it before, guys. At some point, UND just needs to believe they can win the game. And they need to believe while the game's going on. Okay, they don't need to believe coming in. Right. They don't need to believe. They need to believe while this thing's happening. Hey, it's second quarter. It's 7-7. Jesus, guys. Let's well, let's go and win this damn thing. I mean, what are we doing here? You know, let's not don't look don't look at anyone else to make the play. Right. Okay. Don't look at your neighbor to make the play. Go make a big play because <clears throat> I said it against South Dakota State, and I'll say it again. If we don't force turnovers, if we don't have a punt return for a touchdown, if we don't have a kickoff, big kickoff return, if we don't make a guy miss in the open field and run it in from 70 yards out, we don't win. Get Okay. Three and outs consistently. We, we cannot – we're not good enough to have 13 play drives against these guys. 13 plays drives don't exist against NDSU. They don't exist against South Dakota State. Okay? You're going to get shut down eventually. And we saw that in, two th- in 2021. UND moved the ball, but then they'd fizzle out around midfield, punt them deep. All right. Well, not the end of the world. The defense gets to start deep in their end. Right. But they kept fizzling out. And – you can't. And, you got to break something at some point. You and if, cannot keep trying to move the chains, Matt. Correct. And no. if that happens, we fizzle out halfway, punt them deep. Then our defense has to hold. <clears throat> yep. You know we have we have to make that play on defense. And and this type this game that's the way it goes. Sometimes you have to play for a quarter or maybe two the field position until you can get your break and then right. get the touchdown. Sometimes it's a field position game, low scoring game. So well, uh, but. You have to set yourself up for that big play, and when that moment comes, it has to be made. Yep, it has to. That's exactly what I was going to say. I know, Shannon, just when I look back, you know, I don't want to go back in time, but that 99 game that he referenced, you know, I had the interception on the goal line. We're down 7 nothing. They went – they ran a 70-yard touchdown. They A pass, a quick crosser, and he ran all the way down the field. We're looking at each other like, oh, my God, is this? are we going to get our ass kicked here? And so we go sit down, we take a breath. No, we're going to be okay. So we had back out there. They didn't score another touch on the rest of the game. Okay? So, but they had the one on the goal line. They were going in first and goal. <laughs> and we're like, oh, boy, if we go down 14 nothing, that game's over. Yeah. Okay, it's over because our offense was struggling. They Later in the game, they're inside the other end. I think it was the other end of the field. They're, they got a first, second, and goal, whatever it is. And I believe Wes hit them. Balls out, we jump on it. So we stopped him again inside the 10. It's just these plays need to be made. They're going to get inside the red zone. Plenty. Mm-hmm. Who's going to come up with a play? And I'm going to harp on it all the time. We cannot beat them toe-to-toe, man-to-man. Can't do it. Got to make a play. Got to jump in front of something and, you know, safeties, corners. I don't care. Somebody's got to do something. So Outside so backers. While you are there. Sack, strip sack. Right. Yep. While you're there, Kelly, let's start with the Fighting Hawks <clears throat> defense. They're going to be facing the. <clears throat> Uh, number four rushing offense in the country. North Dakota State rushing for 256.6 yards a game. Yep. Now, for North Dakota State, they've had bigger years, but that is yep. still the number four FCS uh, rushing offense. They're number eight in total offense. They're averaging about 466 yards. Yep. Let's start with the Fighting Hawk defense. What are you looking to see? What what needs to happen? Okay, I'm looking at my notes here. Um, NDSU... Same stuff. They're running the same stuff. They're doing it out of different personnel. That's all they're doing. They're running more 11 personnel, 10 personnel. They're spreading you out a little bit. Third downs are looking over to the sideline because I don't think they want Cam Miller to make the call on third down. So he looks over to the sideline now. They never did that before. Mm-hmm. There's 
they're not fullback you anymore. Here, here's that. what. Well, here's what things. Here's what's happened. Um, I made enough calls about this this week. Um, teams adjusted to their to their run heavy stuff. Teams figured it out over the years. Hell, UND in 2015 held them to 125 yards rushing. I think it was all game down there, and adjusted well to it. But then the other years we just couldn't match up. But we had a plan. The plan worked. I think teams have adjusted to the big personnel where we're going to maul you with, you know, three tight ends in the game. Well, everyone figured out a way to do it up front. They don't run that stuff as much anymore. They'll bring it in, but they but they swipe block with it now. They do a bunch of different blocking schemes with it yeah. where they're swiping. They'll come across, kick the, kick the outside linebacker yep. out, you know, stuff like that. Right. It's not just – we're going to kick your ass straight ahead right. type they're, of thing anymore. They're trying to yep. play the trap game and the pulling yep. the guard out. And, and then they run it back out the other side. Pin and pull. Yep. You know, a lot of pin and pull action. So it's the same stuff that they've been running. So UND is going to see the same plays, but they're going to see it at a different personnel. And they just need to identify it as it's happening after the ball snap. Identify what's happening. Believe what you're seeing. Okay? Because it's, it's just not a, it's a different look. That's all it is. And – the other thing I wrote down, their running back run running game is kind of non-existent. It's just, I mean, Tameric Williams has a couple hundred yards, but he's there. They're giving him the ball, but it's a quarterback run game. This offense is built on Cam Miller and Cole Payton running the ball. Okay, and they they and if they can't, they lose like against South Dakota. It's that simple. They don't adjust real quickly. They come in with a game plan and they're going to stick with it. You know, okay, I I would say. The, the absolute, the first thing I wrote is the quarterback run game. We have to address that. Okay, early. We have to show Tyler Roll up in the box. Okay, they got a plan for this. I'm going to now adjust. I'm going to go to a different style, maybe different blocking scheme for the quarterback run. They're not going to abandon the quarterback run game if it's close. If this is a tie game, three-point game, they're still running them. <laughs> they're just going to play till the end like they did in 2021. Yeah, because Quincy Patterson was running the ball in the third quarter for three yards a pop. They weren't getting hardly anything, and they just kept running them because they knew it's a tight game. We'll just wait for our break, and they got it, you know, type of thing. So, yeah, there's – I mean, I got a lot of notes here, guys, and I can keep talking all you want. Keep talking, but, keep but, talking yeah, because I, mean, I, I – <clears throat> you know, off – off the podcast, we were talking about this, and we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more in the preview. Um, but the two of you are expecting uh, an offensive, a potential of an offensive showcase yeah. uh, between these two teams, potentially. So let's concentrate on your notes on the defense because that's where it has to begin. We have seen in the last couple of matchups of these two that uh, the Bison have imposed their will in the running game, and that's what's made the difference. Right, and it's demoralizing. It is. And, and you know, we have to prove that our three-man front is going to be able to hold them. And if any game out of the season, this is where our guys up front need to be able to take on that double team that, you know, make a guy right. miss. We need, we need our D-linemen, our dogs up front, to be able to make a play and sustain, get off blocks, rip off blocks. We need them to do that. This is the game to do that. Because um, they're big, they're strong, and they will try to impose their will on us oh, yeah. at some point during well, the game. Of course. I mean, right? I mean, well, look at last you? year's game. Right. <laughs> so so yep. that's what they're expecting coming into this game. Um, but we have to be able to to take on that that right. that O-line. and got to keep shuffling them in and out and right. keep them fresh. Keep them fresh, and then 
we 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 need to be, be make a play to be able to get our defense off the field. So we right. what if it is a tight ball game, and it is a you know three point game in the third quarter, we need to be fresh going into that fourth quarter. Well, because NDSU they'll take chances now in the passing game. They're uh, we turn to their passing game. They can throw, and but they're throwing a lot of them. shorter stuff, quicker stuff to like move chains. They didn't used to do that, but they. But when he does, back to your point, Matt, when he, when he does want to go to Mathis deep, their six seven receiver. We can get to him. If we can get to him. you got to get there. Right. you got to get there because it's not complicated passing game. No. But it's, they'll it's just throw a quick fade, I mean, not, you know, quick fade to him and hope. And if he doesn't come up with it, well, then they go back back to the drawing board. It's not complex or anything. You just got to make plays. I mean, it's one-on-one battle out there. He's going to be taller than C.J., He's going to be taller than Edmund. Do they get into him, get into the ribs, make him uncomfortable, make that ball hit the turf? And it needs to happen That's in the difference. first quarter. Yeah. And, and we, Miller we need, we need to defend it early. We need to take it, defend yeah. it early. We need to put him on the ground. Miller is leading <clears throat> the FCS at a, a 785 uh, passing completion rate. Right. Yep. So he's, he is he's leading, completing a lot of passes. He's completing yep. a lot of passes, including an 18 of 19 against Central Arkansas earlier this year. Right. So they've been very efficient. Um, we're, you know, we're never going to accuse North Dakota State of being a passing team, but uh, they are quite efficient with it because yeah. of their power run game. Yeah, it's not real hard to play quarterback, as you've seen in that system. When they, when you have the best offensive line in the country or in the best running game in the country, well, you get guys drafted high that don't always turn out to be because <laughs> things change when you get to the NFL yeah, and you don't have the best really offensive players, line yeah. in, the, in front of you anymore, but whatever, I digress. Um, but, yeah, it, this year's offensive line for NDSU is good. I would say second or third in the Missouri Valley, and they're good. You know, the, the decline of their offensive line is true to a point. But it's still pretty good. Okay, still it's good. still top ten in the country probably. I would put them at. I mean, I haven't seen the rest of the country, but I can't imagine well, guys look like that or just down in, in the, the Missouri Valley, Southern two or three conference, in the, but in the Missouri Valley, right? That puts you at. I mean, you NDSU know, top or SDSU is number one with a bullet. Obviously, they're gone. They're in their own world, offensive line wise. Yeah. But um, NDSU is probably second, you know, and and so they're good. And but it hasn't been. There are no surefire NFLers on that line. So why can't we match up with them? Get off the block, make a play this week yourself up front? I I, I don't know. This I has mean, been our best opportunity to do that. Right. Uh, you know, we and you know, 3 4 years ago, we just looked way small up front. Right. You know, we didn't have the beef that we needed up front in our in our defensive front to be able to take on these guys, but you know, we've gotten a little bigger and they're right. not as big. You know, they're a little – they're not the – they're not SDSU this year. The, five years right. ago, they were the SDSU line. Yeah, they're not that anymore. So so we've closed the gap a little bit, which makes us and gives us opportunity to be able to make plays up front. So who is the onus on by position group this week? Where do you want to see the improvement? And who is going to have to step up? Linebacker. Yeah, 100%. percent got to be linebacker. Because defensive line is going to get eaten up. They're going to get swallowed up. They're going to be fighting and clawing and punching and ripping just to, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, just to create a wall. They're going to be doing their job. And can they get off and make a play? I don't know. Remains to be seen. Now we got four linebackers. Matt, you've play, you played it. they got to make plays. 
I mean, right. they need to get off block. They cannot get caught up in the wash like at South Dakota State. And, they cannot. It just, I don't know. I mean. And when Cam starts throwing this quick stuff, you know, we mm-hmm. got to get the tip. We got our linebackers have to have their heads on a swivel this week because mm-hmm. we got to get a tip ball. We got to, you know, stuff them at the line. We got to get our run fits uh, when they go inside zone on us. So it starts with the guys up front, be able to take on double teams, grab guys, claw, bite, scratch, whatever you got to do up front to give our linebackers a chance, and then they yeah. need to make the play. Well, Mac- McNeil and Pedigo are playing well. They're they playing are. Well. They're playing they had, they had right. great, great uh, last and week. Yeah, last week. Well. Very uh, noticeable, and yeah. both of them. Our, our outside guys just need to have uh, good discipline because when they start going to their outside game, uh, mm-hmm. off tackle, um, you know, their bubble stuff, the quick passes, slant routes, whatever – uh, we need to be dis- disciplined on the outside. Yeah, and, and, and Navratil had a great week last week, too. And, and Boker is, is coming around. You know, he's coming off special teams and getting a few more reps um, from scrimmage. And, and Dylan Boker is is uh, making an impact as well. Yeah, I'd say and <coughs> another thing I had <coughs> – excuse me, guys. And another thing I'd written down, got to spill, spill the pin and pull. That pin and pull action, they love it. Okay, and there's there's a couple ways you can do it. And I think you just spill it and you make it bounce is what the key. We got to do that now. Now that comes to safety. Safety's got to get right. up there if we're going to bounce stuff. That, there has to be run support. Yep, right. run yep. support safeties. Now, it, see, it all works together. We can talk yep. for hours on right. this thing. Yep. But it, it takes know. that defensive end to be able to get the right fit, be in the right technique, and be able to take on that block to get it to bounce. And then that right. outside linebacker has to – he can't get caught inside, right. right? So he has to get a good leverage and just – his job isn't to necessarily make the play, just to make it bounce so then the corner yep. or one of the linebackers can scrape off and, and then make that play. Yeah, that's a team team deal. And it is. look back to 2021, we played it pretty well. We and did. you know what you we know did. what we did in 2021? Not much. Sim- 2021, simpler game plan, I wrote. Let's go back to that. That's what I just wrote on my thing. We ran a simpler game plan. Last year, back to our point, what did we say in the offseason? The paralysis by overanalysis? That was this game last year. We had a check for everything. Well, Jesus. I mean, we had a check for everything. All they had to do was trade tight ends once, and we had checks going on and yelling and screaming. Yeah. 2021, we didn't do that. We didn't do that at all, you guys. It was just a simple game plan. It was the linebackers slid. If they they switched, switched sides, swap sides, linebackers moved over two yards. That was all it was. Maybe the de- the defense shifted shifted one gap, you know, a half a gap, half a man. Give them a and different that was look it. and confuse them and and you know and it's simpler, simpler, yeah, simpler, simpler will be better in this game. I think Joel, you know, with his yeah. mindset be- before the season, he wants to make it a little bit more simple. But also, you know, he's turned the guys loose this past game too. So I think yeah. keeping it a little bit more simple, but then letting them go uh, to be able to make a right. play, I think is is the right approach. I'm excited to see that. Okay, you you say North Dakota had a simple uh, scheme in 2021. Does Coach Roll, offensive coordinator Roll, does he come in with a more complex offense in 23? No, that's nope. not their mentality. Okay. No. Their mentality is they're going to do what they want to do, and they, they'll die trying. Well, look at South Dakota, the South Dakota game. I mean, they, they died. Didn't really cha- they didn't change anything. <laughs> they just died. They'd yeah. rather lose than – change their mentality it's like so he you're gonna see quarterback run until they're down I mean if we somehow we get up by 14 points then the QB run stuff might go away but they're gonna keep running it and keep running it and that same action up front it's gonna be the same stuff because they refuse to change and because they think they're better it's a meant they've been better they've had a better old line than everyone else 
I can call plays if I got a better O-line than everyone else, too. Yeah. I mean, it's not a real science if that's my job to call plays. Oh, and my offensive line's better than the other defensive line 11 out of 11 weeks. Well, yeah, I mean, and I guess I can call a, plays, too. But you have a running back, so that's probably the best in the country as well. Wow, so. they look like they're the best because his name – when's the last time they had a running back that didn't look good? Uh, yeah, good point. Well, everybody can play running back in that, in that offense. I mean, everyone can play running back. Everyone can play quarterback, too, apparently, because they all look good. Well, because they're behind one of the best offensive lines. I mean, it's not its not a mystery. Yeah, That's right. why we keep harping on we need a better offensive line. We need a dominant offensive line, and I guarantee Tommy Schuster will, be, will look like a better quarterback because he's standing back there when we do throw for three to five seconds, right? Are you guys ready to take a look at the fighting – Hawk <coughs> offense and what yep. you expect out of them this week. Let's do it. Yep. Let's All right. do it. It's so oof. Coach Freund, um, not a big challenge last week. Um, saw a few new wrinkles, which um, as I saw one, and it, maybe it was you, Kelly, or somebody else online that said, well, that was put in so North Dakota State would see it. We didn't need no. it against <laughs> the Leathernecks, but they wanted to, uh, this, the uh, Simon Rompo um, series, that was put in for North Dakota State. What are you yep. expecting out of Coach Freund and his offense this week? Oh, boy. Uh, a lot here. Uh, should I start with my notes <laughs> here again? Uh, uh, what's your first bullet point there? Stay out of third and long. Yeah. Third and long is a disaster. A recipe for disaster. We haven't been because, doing well. No, we haven't been doing well, and you know what? They're, they're going to do whatever they want then. Right. You, you don't dictate on third and long. You're, you're on the receiving end of whatever they want to do and your quarterback has to figure it out in mm -hmm. short time. Third and long is going to be a killer. We cannot do that. We need to keep running the ball. Keep yep. holding penalties will be a disaster. I uh, mean, killer this week. Right. And you know? to, to your point, you know, it's going to be a, a Gavin Zebarth game where yep. we need to get him downhill uh, early in the game to get our running game established just so it's a threat to them. We ran the ball well last year. We I did. Hoosman was, yes. was quite yeah. active you know, I, last I, year. Power running inside know. between the tackles. Yep. So it can. it's there. It's going to be there again. It's just we can't be down 10 nothing, you know, because then it kind of loses its luster a little bit. But we, as long as this is a we evenly matched points. game, yeah, yeah, we can't do that. But um, – we got to run out of 10, 11 personnel. You don't load up the box against NDSU. You just don't do it because they're gonna they're gonna beat you. Right. They're gonna they're gonna you load up the box. Up. Yep. So we'll run t we'll run out of 10 and 11. You know, bring in the tight ends every once in a while. But then I think what you, when you bring in the tight ends, you max protect. I think that's when you take your shots, run two man routes, that type of thing. I think we see that. Um, key, key folks, key, key, key. Watch for this. Do not hold the ball, Tommy. You cannot hold the ball against NDSU. You cannot stand back there for five seconds against NDSU. If you do get lucky enough to where the O-line sets up a wall, does a great job, nobody's going to get open. They sit in a two-deep shell, that cover two, the Tampa two stuff. It's designed to keep everything in front of them. Okay, they'll give you the middle of the field. If you watch those linebackers, they drop. When it's pass, they'll drop 20 yards downfield. They'll just keep dropping, keep dropping, keep dropping. The area right in front of Tommy is going to be wide open. Okay, there'll be nobody there. Who's going to fill it? Running back or the slot guy or a tight end just inside little curl route, mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing. And then get a guy to miss. We'll we got to keep hitting those. Yep. yep, and great point, making guys miss. Make a guy miss, and yep. then we, ta we, we start to that early on in the game and then get them to adjust to that. 
And then yeah. that's when we take our deep shot. That's what South Dakota did. South Dakota ran the ball between the tackles, which they're good at, and threw quick. Everything was quick. Quick bubbles, quick slants, quick curls, quick fades. Everything was just quick to where NDS, they made NDSU play one-on-one ball all over the field. They're not as good defensively this year as they have been, and they're not as good in space. They had trouble tackling last year a little bit, but they were good. I mean, they just had good players, so but they weren't as good, let's call it, tackling in space. This year they're struggling to tackle in space, and that showed up in that South Dakota game. We saw Isaiah Smith with a couple of catches in, in uh, space last last week, which is something you guys had called for. You said, got to get yeah. Isaiah out in space. Do you expect that this week against the Bison? Yeah, screen. Yeah, screen, screen game, uh, bubbles, uh, maybe a flare out here well, and there. See, that's I, th- I think running him, you have to. I remember, t- remember Kevin Maurice, the old UND running backs coach. Yep. I talked to him before they played. NDSU years ago when he was here, and I said, what's the key? He said, you got to get the running back where the linebackers were. you got to get them in there now. UND doesn't – you don't see them run many of those angle routes, you know, option, head out towards the sideline, angle back in. That would work here. I I noticed some teams doing that against NDSU, but UND doesn't do a lot of that. So I'm saying, do we slip them just, you know, he protects, protects, slips right through the defensive line, turns around, catches it. Now it's one-on-one. Right. Okay, catch it for three yards, and we it's one-on-one one with those backers coming up, reacting back up, because I talked about how deep they drop. Okay, mm-hmm. you got to keep throwing underneath against these guys. They, they want you to hold the ball and throw deep. They want you to hold it and throw fades. And I like, okay. I like our matchup that way. I mean, okay. we're, we're, a desi- we're a team designed to be able to do that. we got to do it. we, we got to do key. it and be consistent with it. Yep. So the Simon Romfo um, – series that we saw a couple of times last week. I'm um, liking that this week, too. I, I yep. was going to ask you, do you expect to see that this week, or oh, was yeah. that put in Western so North Dakota State would see it? Um, do you expect Coach Freund to go with it this week? Uh, I, I think we're going to go with it, and I we might see a variation of it. No, 100% I mean, we're, we're going with it. We're, we're going with it. and uh, Throw out of it. Throw or reverse, something like that. He takes off running, flips it, you know, a reverse. It, you're, we're not going to run – we're going to run him. I almost guarantee the first time Romfo catches it, he's going to run up the middle. It's going to be the exact same play. Now come the variations. Maybe not be the next play, but it might be the next quarter. Romfo comes in, and then the crazy stuff that Danny concocted, uh, you know, is going to come out where it's it a magic ball. flea flicker, reverse <laughs> off of it, you know, or something. Or or Romfo runs do, – does he do the Tebow? You know, starts running forward and throws the tight end, the jump pass. Oh. You know, things like that. That's what you're going to see this week because NDSU, they still got good, the most hurt twins up front. They still got good defensive linemen, okay? They're not – they don't have the ass kicker up front. You know, the Wagey, the Emmanuel, Tuska. They don't have that guy, but they're pretty good, okay? They're still a really good unit up front. So, to say we're going to line up and run Romful like we did last week – Maybe on, you know, if we need two yards, maybe. But it's not going to look like it did last week. So we right. got to have those variations ready to go. And I think that's why Danny put it in, you know, just so he can give them that look. They're going to prepare for it. But, and then it, then once, once Danny runs that stuff, hey, what, that does it work or not? It's going to, it's going to be one-on-one somewhere with that trick play. And I'm, do I'm we excited convert. to watch that. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be fun. He to can see. throw. Romcom can, th- can, right. can throw just he fine. Yep. Uh, you mentioned uh, a key for Tommy is get the ball out. What about his legs this week, Kelly? 
Oh, yeah. um, is there an opportunity for Tommy to use his legs against this Bison defense? Oh, yeah, for so sure. 100% yeah, he, he because, got to. Right, yeah. and especially with their, you mentioned it, their Tampa 2, that cover 2 look, um, they take away that deep ball. Well, that opens up the whole middle of the field. If he has a seam, he can just pull yeah, it down and, and go. Where if we need five, five to eight yards for a first down, I think yeah. that's a pretty easy easy he, run for he's Tommy. He's going to need to get through. Just got to get through that first wave. They're active up front. Yeah. He can get through the first wave and take and off. Now, don't like like when was the interception two years ago, you know, that kind of killed it down inside the 30. I think we were inside the 20 maybe even when he, he should have ran. And he kind of panicked at the end and floated it to Bo. That's one where he's got to – He's got to get it ready, get it cocked and loaded, and nope, and go. Just, Just can you get three? Throw a little you, pump, pump you know, fake maybe and yep, throw and them then off. Go and slide and mm -hmm. get down and just keep moving forward. Yeah, that's a great point, Shannon, because he's going to have to run. Right. And, to. you know, the, the one blitz that they really did, their corner blitz uh, US, in the USD game where, you know, a pretty similar look uh, to us where, you know, they sent both corners in for their blitz on third and I think it was five. And I mean, what a great opportunity for Tommy just to duck underneath, sure. and then and then run towards the sideline. Middle of the field's going to be open, folks. If you want to watch the game, it's going to be open quite a bit. And it's like teams teams that utilize it, teams that abuse it, are the ones that have success. And that's the key: get it out quick, and just try to try to beat them in space. That's the key this week. You're not going to beat them downfield. You're not going to see an air attack. Now, if we beat them downfield. It will be when we caught them in a caught them in a pressure. You know they they're man to man because they'll go man to man when they bring pressure. You know, like every team does. But then, okay, then we can go downfield. If they're sitting in a too high look, we're not going downfield. So now it's just guys got to make up their mind. They're gonna Red Wilson. He's got to be big this game. He can make guys miss. He's strong. Can he make that first guy miss and get us an extra ten yards? That's how you move the chains. You demoralize them instead of them demoralizing us, right? And keep their offense off the field. Long drives. Oh, um, you guys ready for your picks this week? Sure. Kelly and Matt's picks are brought to you by Rumors Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino. 10 a.m. opening Saturday. Open early yep. um, for your tailgating. Uh, of course, they'll have the games on, Billy and the boys are ready, and Kelly, I think you mentioned it. Maybe it was off air, but maybe it was on air. A Hawks victory, and the Grand Forks Police Department may have to close. Rumors, Sparks Bar, <laughs> Grill, and Casino, because they may go It'll right into Sunday. It'll be Wisconsin hours. <laughs> right. It'll be Wisconsin yeah, right. hours. Shut her down when the sun comes up. So. Right. There you go. <laughs> well, we've got a first here, and, and I'm going to let you guys battle this out. Last week, Matt picked the Hawks 45-17. Kelly picked the Hawks 41-7. If you go point spread, you guys tied. You can fight it out. Who yeah. won that one? But that was last week. So that would bring us, if you agree with me, that would be Kelly at 4-0-1, Matt at 0-4-1. Uh, you guys okay with that tie? You're both 11 points I mean, off. I'll take it. But I, I see Kelly. Yeah. Kelly's looking at it. Well, he's it garbage. What? Win. Bubba Spurrier at the end there. What are you doing? He's like, for the hey, we're blah, blah, blah. Well, it was garbage. <laughs> what are we doing? Take a knee. Why were we running plays at the end to punch that in? I'm like sitting up there. We're sitting up there with a couple guys, and we're all looking at each other like, why are we running plays right now? Just take a knee, especially after that holding penalty, I think it was. Oh, well, there might be an and, opening at University of Miami. Yeah, I know. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah, I mean, so 
I had the easy. I, I'm sitting Style there watching it. I'm like, all right, I picked 41-7. It's 42-10. I got this easy. Sure enough, <laughs> we're, hey. we're doing everything we can to punch that thing in with 25 seconds left or whatever. I'm like, well, what are we I'm doing right you. now? The FCS Bubba's throwing me system. some love. That's what yeah, I, I know. That's like, what oh, it was. got to get Nelly on the board. Here. Spike my drink after he went in. <laughs> the, F- the FCS system sets itself up for this. Style points matter. Right. It's, yep. You know, we see it every week. And, and coaches um, coaches are often criticized at times when they could pick up some more points. But anyway, we're going to go with the tie. So Kelly, 4-0-1. Matt is on the board. 0-4-1. Matt, I don't know if you have a sister. I don't know if this is anything like kissing your sister, but we all know what a tie is like. So. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I'll take You'll it. You'll take it. Yeah, right. So what we're going to do is we're going to make uh, Kelly go first. Mm. We're going to put Kelly uh, on the opener here. Kelly's going to open things up. Kelly, who do you have in this one, and what do you got for a score? Before the season started, I picked UND to win this game, and I'm going to stay with it. There's no reason they can't win this game. I'm going to believe – I'll always believe that they can win when I think they can win, and I believe that they can win this week. I don't know why they couldn't, but it goes back to what we talked about all show. Do they believe? Do they believe in the middle of the game when the, you know, when the bullets are yeah, flying? The chips are down. I mean, if, do they believe if they can win? If we're down, doesn't matter. All right, is right. is everybody ready, right, poised to make their play mm-hmm. to win the game? That's that's the, that remains to be seen. Well, I think. You know, the Lara Center yeah. crowd, factor that in. We, right. look, we look pretty good two years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm going UND, 20 to 14. I'm going to stick. I think I believe I picked 20 to 14 before the season started. I'm going to stay with that. I don't know. I see a 20 to 14 type of a game, and UND can win this. There's there's no reason. I, I didn't pick them at South Dakota State because I didn't think they could win, and they didn't win. This week it's different. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, uh, pretty similar. I think as long as we control the things we can. And Coach Lennon was on with one of our lead-ins. Uh, he always preached control what you can control. Um, and I think that that resonates to this game. We need, we need to be able to do that both offensively, defensively, and just have that Adam talked about it, that belief, no matter what, we're going to win this ball game. And you know what, damn it, we need to. And – UND, a little higher scoring game, I think, Um, 24 to 21 Hawks win. Hmm. Interesting. Fantastic. Interesting, yeah. I mean, it's going to be – I think it's going to be tight either way. I don't see NDSU – It's going to be a one-score game. Dropping the plow this year. I just don't see it. I think we'll come up with something up front that Mm -hmm. will – now, downfield shots are going to be the difference – if you recall, we defended them quite well in 2021 when with Christian Watson. I believe he had zero quit. He had right. zero catches all game. They tried, yep. and what they did, they threw a couple posts. We defended them. CG, I believe, was on them. Fell, fell to the turf. They stopped doing it, and then they tried again. I believe in the third or fourth quarter, they ran a play action, tried again, but we got to it. We sacked. Them. I believe Sharnowski sacked them, and they never they stopped mm-hmm. doing it. So back to what you said earlier, Matt. If you defend it early and you show, hey. We're, we can defend this. Offense coordinators will stop doing it. 
Because right. then they'll start they, – they'll think, well, what am I doing? I'm still then, running this play that doesn't work? And you know, this is the stop. team that you want to be able to defend early, and then they don't have a lot of gap. You know, they don't have a lot. Their, right. their bag isn't go very deep. Go back to the quarterback right. run game. So you know, they, and it'll go back to that, and then all of a sudden you're feeling a little better. Right. All right, hey. Yeah. All right, they're going to stick to the quarterback run game. All right, all right. Time to nut it. up. <laughs> Let's go. It's going to be – bang. we're going right. to bang heads for four quarters. And That's pretty much what it's going to be. Yeah, so. and, and my score, I think – you know, I think, I think we'll get – Honestly, my honest take is I think we'll get up early, like seventeen seven maybe at half. Oof. And then wow. and then and then I like they'll it. they'll do their adjustments and then they'll battle back, maybe tie it up, and then we score and our defense holds. That type of a go- back okay. and forth ball game. It's gonna be tight, probably tie game a couple times during the during the process, but um I think we I think we'll have a good game plan going into it. And you know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing us down fourteen thirteen. Drive down, score, very little time on the clock. Roof blows off the place. Grand Forks goes nuts Saturday night, 20 to 14 win. Are we going to be able to bring down the goalposts this time, though? So <laughs> I'd be a little I mean, bit tough. They have to see last time in 20. We've got to open the garage doors a little bit on the security. Yeah. We got to leave and then come back. Yeah, yeah. Right. open the garage door. Kelly and Matt's picks are brought to you by Rumors Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino. Both. Kelly and Matt have the Hawks. Kelly has the Matt. Uh, Kelly has the Hawks, twenty to fourteen. Matt has the Hawks, twenty-four twenty-one. As the host, I never pick the score, but last week I said there was going to be a pick six and a scoop and score. I got gypped out of my scoop and score. We did get the pick six thanks to Captain Ted. I'm going. Hawks get a scoop and score this week. Mm. Scoop and score by That'd the Hawks good. on a strip sack. That'll flip the game. It's been a while, and, and you know what has to happen? You guys have been talking about it all the time. Something has to happen in this series. The guys at Forum say something has to happen in this series. Has to be a big play. My big play this week is going to be a linebacker strip sack soup, scoop and score for the Hawks, that's what that's I'm saying. Change the game. Well, look at and the roof blows off the Alaris. The center. games that everyone remembers: Mike Mooney right. Right. ripping it out, ripping right. it out. That's the only reason they won that game. That's the exactly only reason right. is because he ripped that thing out and ran it in. If they play play to play all game, they don't win that game. Right. Okay, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be just something crazy. Somebody makes a huge play that's unconventional that nobody saw coming. That's how you win games like this. I want to thank our sponsors. Uh, it's been a pleasure bringing this to you. This is a long one, folks. Sit back and listen in. We got you ready for Rivalry Week, and it was made possible by Rumors, Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino, Development Homes Incorporated, Thunder Lake Lodge of Ringer, Minnesota, the Kelly Howe Agency of Novak Insurance, and Interstate Industrial. UND Football 360 is recorded at the Three Run Single Media Studios in Rocking Horse Farm, Fargo. For more Fighting Hawks football coverage, visit UNDFootball360.com. Kickoff, 1 p.m. Saturday, Bison, Hawks, what more reason do you need? Get out to the Alaris Center. For Kelly Howe and Matt Nelson, this is Shannon Schweigert. Go Hawks.